This is Central Parish Radio Podcast. You're about to listen to Pastor E.A. Adeyemi's ministration on the Word of God. God bless you as you listen. Our God is good. Our God is worthy. Our God is powerful. Our God is mighty. Just go out and worship Him and bless Him and honor His name. Exalt him because he's far above all. There's no one to compare with him. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Father, we honor you. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Yes, Lord, we thank you. Thank you, thank you. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. We learned quite, quite a lot of things about these our God yesterday. Is the Lord who sits. He sits upon his throne. And may I tell you, he sits upon his throne because of you. And because he wants you to know that he can order the affairs of your life by right. So you are going to cry to him as a heavenly father. You are the one who sits on the throne. Order the affairs of my life yourself. Yes, order the affairs of my life yourself. Yourself. Order the affairs of my life yourself. My father. Order it yourself. Several times I have reason to doubt. But because you sit on the throne. I know you are capable and more than able to order the affairs of my life yourself. Order the affairs of my life yourself, O God. Order the affairs of my life. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. We also learned yesterday that he speaks. And when he speaks into situations, they have no option to, than to obey him. That's why you are going to cry to him as a heavenly father. Speak into my situation. Let my situation obey you today. Every situation of my life, let it obey you. Speak to my situation. Speak to my situation. Let every situation of my life obey you. Cry to him. Cry to him.
Let the situation of my life obey, obey you. Seek. Seek, O Lord. Just a word from you into my life will make all the differences that I've been waiting for. Yes, Lord. Seek, O Lord, into the situation of my life. Speak into the situation of my life. Thank you, my Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. We also learned yesterday that is the one who promises. He doesn't just speak concerning our life. He gives us specific promises. You're going to cry to him as a heavenly father. All the promises you have made to me, let them come to pass. Cry to him, cry to him. He has made several promises concerning you. Some of them are general promises in the world. Some of them are specific promises to you as an individual. All the promises you have made to me concerning my life, concerning my family, concerning my future. My father, let them all, all come to pass. There are promises you have made to my country. Let them all come to pass. You are the God that promises. And because you remain faithful, my Father, your promises are ye and amen. Yes, Lord, your promises are ye and amen. Let them come to pass. Activate your promises about me, O oh Lord. Activate your promises concerning me. Let it be now. Activate your promises concerning my life. Some of you, you have already had promises concerning your promotion. Tell the Lord to activate his, his promises concerning your promotion, concerning your career, your business. You fasted, you prayed before you started this business. And God spoke to you specifically. Activate your promises, O oh Lord. You fasted, you prayed before you went on this particular study. And you chose this career. He showed you irrefutable promises. And he gave you irrefutable signs that he was the one sending you. Tell him to activate his promises concerning your life. Concerning your life. Activate your promises concerning my life. Thank you, my Father. Be thou exalted forever. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. For His mercy and your rest. 
because there is no one like you. Lord, we thank you today. You are the Lord who sits. You are the one who speaks. You are the one who promises. Your word reveals to us exactly that whatsoever you have spoken, you will bring to pass. Accept our thanks and praises in the name of Jesus. We have asked you specific things this afternoon. Father, show for us in the name of Jesus. Do us good. Father, do us good. We've come for a breakthrough. Give every one of us that certain breakthrough today in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the answer prayers. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. And everybody will say, let somebody shout hallelujah. Please, I'd like you to shake out with the people around you. Welcome them, everyone. Brother, you are welcome in the name of the Lord Jesus. Glory be to your name. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. I just are the leading to share this very little testimony. It's little, but um, God just laid it upon my heart as um, we are praying now that I should share this testimony with you. There was a certain project that I was sponsoring somewhere. And because of lack of funds for quite some time, I had, um, uh, had not been able to meet up with my promises concerning that particular project. And because it runs to um, some couples of millions. So um, I tried, but I just couldn't. So at a certain point, when everything looked impossible, someone just came into this compound and said, God spoke to her to donate this certain amount of project, uh, amount of money. And she said, as he entered the compound, God told her, go to the pastor. So when, <laughs> when she called and she mentioned God said I should come and give this certain amount of money to you. I was frightened. Because that just cleared the debts. Why am I giving you this? Because of some of the things that we mentioned yesterday might look out of range. As if it can't happen in this generation again. They are still happening. And they are still happening to you today. 
And I've told you several times, my life is a testimony. And I believe that your life is also a testimony. Revelation 21, 5 to 7. Revelation 21, 5 to 7. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a task of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. We had a beautiful time yesterday looking at some aspects of that topic. Today, I am concentrating on just one passage of it. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I am. I am. Now, when you consider the number of times that God said, I am, in the Bible, it is clear to every one of us that in the real sense of the word, the Bible is an introduction to the Godhead. That the Bible is an introduction to the Godhead. He actually wants to introduce us to himself. Because there was no other way we would be able to know him. Introduction to the Godhead. Introduction to the divinity. When I checked through my Bible, God, in 161 times, 161 times, he said, I am the Lord. Just, I am the Lord only. Not any other thing. I am the Lord. 161 times. Said, I am the Lord. Here, he said, I am Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. Now, why is it that he was speaking to John in this time? Just like we mentioned yesterday. Reading the book of Revelation from the beginning, you will see a lot of judgments. A lot of destruction. A lot of wars. A lot of confusion. Because as the world is running to an end, there will be all kinds of things that will happen. Now, I want us to picture someone, to picture John. A man who was already passing through a serious and hard time. And God said, I'm going to give you a revelation of the future. What will happen to the world in the future. And all he was saying were all about wars, confusion, judgment, dying, devastation, famine, this and that. If I were the man, as, 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 as the revelation was going to an end, I would be, be more distressed than ever. Without any doubt, John was having distressed and confused. And then God said, I am the beginning and the end. I am still in charge. You don't have to be afraid. It doesn't matter the confusion that is going on around us. He is still the one in charge. Tell your neighbor he's still the one in charge. And he is my father. Please say it very well. Please say it again. Hallelujah. I just want to consider some of the places where God said, I'm the Lord. Psalm 81 verse 10. 
Psalm 1 verse 10 says, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out. Now, so where exactly are you now that you, you don't desire? Are you in a situation that calls for intervention? Are you in a situation that calls for God to show up? He said, I am the Lord who brought out Israel out of Egypt. So, which means what he did before, he can do again. He didn't say, I was the Lord. I am the Lord which brought you out. He had brought Egypt out. He can bring you out of wherever you are. That individual that you are praying about, that you are interceding for, he can bring that fellow out of that situation. I have shared with us the story of a sister whose husband was completely an unbeliever who would not even want the sister to go to church. Anytime the sister was ready to go to church for his service, that was the time this fellow would say, I want to eat amalani with you. What is going to take so much time that before she will finish, the service will be over. So this is the kept praying. How will God touch this man? He was so much, I mean, he had made himself so much of an atheist that nobody believed that this fellow can never be born again. But the sister kept trusting the Lord. And there was some, one day, something happened in his place of work. Here was a person, he was a straightforward fellow. Everybody knew him. And the people in his office, they could die against him. One thing, or the, one thing went, led to the other, one thing led to the other. They broke the safe. And he was the only one who had the key to the safe. So something, at the end of the day, he was the culprit. So they just grabbed him. And um, the lawyer enforcement agent came around. He was in the office. They said, okay, tell him to report at Alagba. And everyone in Lagos knows that when, you, when they ask you to report at Alagba, <laughs> you know exactly what that means. So when he got to Alagba, and he introduced himself to the officer, you know he was so confident that, you know, I've not done anything wrong. It was this, these people were always very bragging about who they are. So the moment he got to the counter, he said, I'm Mr. Sososo. Oh, they said you are Mr. Sososo. Ah, the police officer of the counter sent a message to the cell. Said the man we talked about is coming now. Immediately, it was almost, it was almost he knew that he was in trouble. And they took him, they sent him into the midst of ardent criminals. As he was going to that cell, the fellow thought he was wrong. All of a sudden he knew, if God doesn't show up for me, I'm in trouble. He prayed, maybe for the first time in his life, Oh God, you are the one who brought out Daniel from Lion's Day. <laughs> Please Lord, help me today. By the time he got into the cell, all those ardent criminals were sleeping. All of them were sleeping. So, he entered the room and he sat in a corner. Then one by one they woke up. The one who was the president looked at him and said, who are you? And you, know, you know they are presidents in the detention. Who are you? He said, I'm Mr. So, so Oh, he said, you are a good man. Do you have some money to give us? They never touched him for once. 
Till and then, he knew this must be God. The fellow who thought he can never turn his life to Christ, before he came out, he had become a Christian. I am the Lord which brought thee out. Is there anyone in your family that you think God cannot bring out? I have the good news for you. Today, that person is coming out. Amen. Let your hymn be louder. Amen. Isaiah 42 verse 8. Isaiah 42 it says, I am the Lord. That's my name. And my glory, my glory will I not give to another. Neither my praise to graven images. I will not give my glory to another. I won't share my praise with any graven image. What does that mean? It means quite a lot. If you want this God who says, I am, you want him to show for you and to show forth his glory in your life, every image, every other idol in your life, you must check it out. You must command it to leave you alone today. Because God is not going to share his glory with any graven image. So, oh, somebody might tell me and say, Pastor, you know now that I don't have any idol. Ah. Do you know the definition of an idol? An idol is anything you love more than God. Anything that you love more than God. Anything that if God tells you to bring it, all of a sudden, you will know that this is a God to me. All of a sudden, you will discover that if the two of them, if they sit side by side, God and this thing, you will prefer that thing to God. That is an idol. God saw an idol in the heart of Abraham. He saw Isaac. Isaac had become an idol to Abraham. So if Abraham could have an idol, that is to tell you that every one of us one of the challenges we have in life is that there's an idol that is blocking the glory of God in our life. And God did not spare Abraham. He touched that idol. And when he touched the idol, Abraham knew, ah! What he had not seen before, all of a sudden he saw it. That's your son that you love so much. Go and sacrifice him to me. And God allowed him to go for three days journey so that he will also feel the pain and he will decide whether he wants to obey God or not. The idol was Isaac. He kept going for three days until the son asked him, I said, Dad, here we have firewood, here we have the, here we have, um, the fire. So where is he? Where is the ram? Then he said, the Lord will provide for himself. And the Lord provided. But the Lord did not show the provision until he had actually killed the son. How did I know? He had already lifted up the knife to kill the idol. In his heart, the idol is already destroyed. By the time they were going back, it was all the same as Isaac that went back with him. Now, his heart was free of idol. What is the graven image in your life that is contending with the glory of God that will not allow God to show for you? I am the Lord. 
I am the Lord. I will not share my glory with any graven image. Have you been fasting? Have you been praying? Have you been doing all these kind of things? And you just discover. He says, I see this, this isn't working. What's, what's, my, what's the problem with me? Ask God, what is the graven image in my life? Isaiah 43, from verse 3. Isaiah 43, from verse 3. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore, will I give men for thee, and people for thy life. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. God said he will make sure that those who want to destroy your life will become ransom for your soul. That should give you absolute peace and rest of mind. I gave Egypt for the ransom. He did it that time. He still doing it till today. And yesterday, I told you categorically, those who think that they are going to destroy you, you will celebrate their funeral. Let your amen be louder. Let your amen be louder. This God who said, I am the Lord, is the one who is staying there. You are precious in my sight. In other places, he said, you are the apple of my eye. You are precious in my sight. You are not just an ordinary child. You are very precious to God. It's not about your status here or not. It's about the fact that you have relationship with him, the owner of heaven and earth. You are precious in my sight. Always remember that. Isaiah 44, from 24. I discovered that one of the reasons why the prophets were so bold in their days, even though in Israel, prophets were hated. I, I don't know of any prophet that, that was loved, except prophets who were commercial prophets. When you talk of true prophets, oh, no, 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 that was loved. Yet, they were able to confront their people with the truth. Why? They knew this God. Let's just look at another passage with, um, uh, with Isaiah. Then we'll look at Jeremiah and another person. Isaiah 44 from 24. Thus says the Lord, thy Redeemer, and he that formed thee from the womb, I am the Lord that maketh all things. How many things? That stretcheth forth the heavens alone, that spreadeth abroad the earth by myself. In other words, he says, if I'm the one who created the whole of the universe by myself without your help, I can also do whatever I want to do with your life without your help. Hallelujah. By myself. It's by himself. See, I mean, just a few months ago, I was discussing with one of our children. And, I, and we were just reviewing the past. And I told her, I said, do you remember that you remember the time when you have already gotten an admission to this old place? All of a sudden, Naira dropped. Dollar Naira exchange just gone haywire. And what remained in my accounts 
was just able to pay about half of our, of our tuition. And we have a few days to go. So there were, the two of us sat down. We began to think, what do we do? So all of a sudden, an idea just jumped into my head. Send them an email. Tell them that um, uh, your parents is able to pay just this amount. Let's see what they will say. These are people who had insisted that we must pay so-so amount by so-so day. She sent the email. By the next day, they said, pay what you have. Everything that we had in account, we cleared it out. That solved the problem. She got the visa. She traveled. And from that moment on, we never had any problem again. He can solve every problem of your life without your help. All you need to understand is who he is. I am the Lord. And then he said here, he said he's the one that frustrates the tokens of the liars and maketh diviners mad. All those people that they have employed for your life, it doesn't matter what name they call, the marabouts, the abalis, this and that, they have, that they have brought together for your life. And the total, they've got, they have seen your hand. He said he will make them mad. What does that mean? It will confuse all of them. They will begin to use their power to fight each other. That's exactly what it means to be a child of God. So, tell your neighbor, just relax. Please say it very well. God spoke again. He said to, he said to, uh, to Isaiah, in verse 20, the same passage in verse 28, he said, that seed of Zyros, he is my shepherd, and shall perform all my pleasure. Even saying to Jerusalem, Thou shalt be built, and to the temple, Thy foundation shall be laid. May I tell you, Nigeria will still have a Cyrus. Hmm, your human is low. <laughs> God spoke to Isaiah. He said, I am bringing one Cyrus. That Cyrus was not a Jew. He said, it is that particular Cyrus who will say, Jerusalem, you shall be built. And the foundation of the temple shall be laid. What looked impossible by that time? A promise that they thought would never happen. God had made promises concerning Nigeria. The Cyrus that will bring it to pass will still come. Let your hymn be louder. Jeremiah 32 verse 27. Another prophet. Jeremiah 32 27 says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? The God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? The answer is, what is the answer from you? Another prophet. Ezekiel 12, 25. Ezekiel 12, 25. For I am the Lord. I will speak. And the word that I shall speak shall come to pass. It shall be no more prolonged. For in your days, O rebellious house, will I say the word and will perform it, says the Lord God. Let your hymn be louder. So later, when God now sent this man into the valley of dry bones, and God told him to begin to speak, he remembered God has said, whatever I speak will come to pass. 
Whatever God told him and said, prophesy. He began to prophesy. And may I tell you, we have prophesied so much upon Nigeria. And many prophecies have come upon your life. All those prophecies, they shall come to pass. This God that I'm talking about is the one who introduced himself to Jacob. And he turned a deceiver to a covenant carrier. He's the one who introduced himself to Moses. He turned a murderer to a deliverer. He introduced himself to Saul. A man who thought that he was very powerful. He, thought he, he turned a king to a madman. This God I'm talking about was the one who introduced himself to David. And I want you to know, David was so much loved by God. That because this God is the absolute authority, the only potentate, he revealed to David, I can make you to sleep in the palace. I can also make you to sleep in the bush. When David began to walk against God, when David deviated, God laid a curse on his family. And one day, his son sent him out of the palace into the bush. This God, don't joke with him. The one who says, I am, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This God is the one who spoke through Elisha and said, the, the, the famine that I've been on for seven years is coming to an end. Oh, he said, very soon, by tomorrow, very measure of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel. Two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. And there was an economist around who looked at him and said, what, what is wrong with you, prophet? Don't you understand the economic theories? How is that going to happen? Even if God should open windows in heaven. And the man of God said, you will see it. But you will not eat out of it. Because we are dealing with the Lord God. Stand up on your feet. Give him glory and honor. And appreciate him. If he says it, he can do it. It may not look reasonable. <laughs> the Bible is an introduction to Godhead. If he says it, he will do it. Give him glory. Appreciate him. Lord, I thank you. I bless your name that you have revealed yourself to me in your word. If you say it, you can do it. I believe you. I just want you to know, Daddy, I believe you. Everything you have spoken concerning my life, I know you will do it. I have no reason to doubt you. No reason to doubt you. But I believe you. I thank you, Lord, that I belong to you. Thank you for the answer prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. You just pray one prayer and say, Heavenly Father, any graving image in my life contending with your glory, Lord, remove it today. Remove it today. Because your glory must be made manifest. Remove it today. Your glory must be made manifest in my life. Any graving image, any graving image, Whatever that graven image may look like, my father, any graven image.
any graven image contending with your glory in my life, deal with it today. Shear it out of my life. Tear it completely out of my life. Tear it out of my life. As you remove the graven image completely from the life of Abraham, so that he can focus on, on you for the rest of his life, do the same for me, Lord. Help me to focus on you alone. No more idol. No graven image. No graven image will contend with you in my life. Thank you, my Father. Blessed, blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Let your amen be louder. We hope you were blessed by this podcast. You can send feedback and inquiries to Central Parish Radio at gmail.com. Do subscribe to receive notification of new episodes. Thank you.